Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello, welcome to After Effects Podcast, episode 33. I'm your host, Peter. Joined once again by Tom. How are you doing, Tom? Very good, thank you, Pierre. Excellent. No Gunnar this week, he's once again called back into work, but this should be his last week of his stuff, as he mentioned, he had a lot of moving for his new flat and work-related issues, and I think this should be his last week. No, back to our trio next week. So, Tom, I don't know really ask you this, but how actually are you doing? I know we'll just do a quick intro. How are you doing with this whole COVID situation, how we're doing with the lockdown, the Scottish situation? How actually are you doing? I am no bad, I just waiting to leave my house again. Just get on with it. Just get on with it. Aye. Just get on with it. There's nothing else you can do, is there? You just got to get That's on with it. I'm, I'm thankful a... for football and I'm fa- thankful for, for the fantasy football because it's probably something that's keeping me going through this. I agree. It was a small spell at the start of the lockdown when there was no football on and I was going to start crazy. But now we've actually got football on. We're going to hopefully, fingers crossed, the Euros between seasons that it will keep us sane and something to concentrate on rather than having nothing to talk about at all. So we'll go to... Oh, and, uh, and you're not going to give the uh, Norwegian fantasy football a shot this season? Well, I was going to... Well, this is a nice tie-in, Tom, because you knew this. I'm going to give it a shot. We're going to be doing a podcast shortly with Heskibo, who is in the Titans chat. We're going to have more and talk about the Norwegian fantasy football because that also kicks in in April. So that will run pretty much between seasons, so if you're interested guys, he's got a podcast, we will give out links near the time, follow or follow the Twitter accounts, do a podcast, get them on let them talk about his podcast that could give me a bit of interest for you, if you want to get involved keep your fantasy kind of juices flowing between the FPL, FFS and the Euros and then also I'll keep on going between new start of next season, all going well but more will reveal than that as we go down the line, because that's pretty just early doors yet, it doesn't kick off to April Right, top three, Tom and League. There is no change. Top, still number one, Wolftone, Tom McClenney. Second, Conquering Lions, Robbie Dempsey. Third, our very own Gunnar Lemmeren, Gulas Pumatoris. And the highest scorer of the week was down in, well, what I saw so far. Pretty kind of low scoring game week. Was in 40th position. Was Kiwi 11, Hammy, who had 62 points. So, Tom, the average was 33. The highest was 112. The host, Scott. Peter got 35, but a hit, so 31. You'd 34, but a hit, so 30. And Gunnar, 30. So, what talks for your points? Yeah, I had uh, Lewis in goals for seven. Captain Barisic got me nothing. Devlin got me two. Ayer got me two. Goldson, two. Midfield, Callahan got me one. Turnbull, two. Kilty, one. 
and vice-captain Boyle got me 11. Up front, I had Cole for four points, and Edward got me two points. On the bench, I had Seagrass, but obviously he had five points, but obviously Lewis scored more than that, and um, everyone else was zero on the bench, so didn't miss out any. Okay, myself, 35, obviously minus four, so 31. I had Almick and goals, nine points. That was one clean sheet and one nut. Back three was Kenny, Golson, Embarrassic, Captain. So no points for that. We all can we'll talk on this later. Actually, disaster a week for our captain. Ed midfield, McGregor, Turnbull, two each. Campbell, three, played the second game. Ferguson, three. Vice captain Cole for four points. And Nisbet, one. And Obika, seven points. So my hit was for Obika, seven points for the four. So it kind of worked, I suppose. But nothing really to write home about. Marshall on the bench, seven points. Guthrie, Mullen, one and two. And Tavenier, obviously, my non playing player for injuries or nothing. So, we'll go to the topic slash stats. Topic, not much this week, double game week. All I bring to attention is next week is the start of our cup. So, if you're preparing for the cup, going for the cup, I'm sure this week, between the three years, we'll be retweeting the fixtures, getting some talk about it, people leading up to it. It's actually works out quite well. I suppose it's nice and it's bad depending. It, colors, it goes over two Saturdays because also they've worked the double game week. So, I can kind of keep track of scores, hopefully, keep track of scores on the Saturday after that. There's only two games the next Saturday, so I should be able to keep topic quite quickly for the scores. What I will say is, Andy's playing this game, I have direct message so far, so what I want is a bit of come and go, who's playing is, once the game week's finished, screen grab your score for the week and send it to me. I will come chasing after you anyway because I want it for the, get to the next round. But if you can do that for me, I'm easier and quicker so we can get, so we can get the round results updated and then extra the fixtures out for the game week after because it all could become it will be quick, thick and fast for the end of the season. And as I said before, and I said the last week, the week before, the first game week's going to be a bit of 128 scores to tally and get organised. But hey, this is my idea. I want to do this. So we need to go for it. Right, so... Start of the week, Tom. Give me your start of the week and I'll find girls. Right, so my start of the week is Shank the Blank has in fact not blanked in his last three game weeks. He scored three goals and got one assist during that time. That's good going. Because we've got actually on his back for a bit and since the transfer window shot met us last week, Nesbitt's the one who's been absolutely nothing and Shanklin's doing everything he needs to do to get himself in the Scotland squad. Agreed? Yep. Gunnar's stat is four managers got slacked, sl- eh, sacked slash resigned after a loss to Ross County in the past four seasons, and that's Lennon, Alessio, Laszlo, and Lee McCulloch. Although technically Lennon needed two days to Ross County, he was let go. So he couldn't stop himself a wee dig at the end there, but there you go, that's what happened. <laughs> right, ready to go to the results then? Yep, let's go Right, first up, Motherwell nil, St. Johnson 3, Melhamid, two goals, Kerr, goal, a Rooney assist and a clean sheet for St. Johnson. Thoughts, Tom? Yeah, so some strike to open up the scoring. I thought Melhamid's been in and out of the starting 11 um, recently. However, in the last six games that he's played, he has four goals and three assists. Um, St. Johnston, they have Hamilton, Hibbs and County up next in the next three game weeks before the split. And I 
could I'm maybe considering taking a punt on Mohammed, especially if St Johnston remain in the bottom half of the table because I think he'll maybe do well towards the end of the season. Um, Sean Rooney got the assist for the opener as well. I think he's another form player. This, the defender has two goals and one assist in his last three. Um, the problem with St Johnston is clean sheets are pretty rare. They've only had three clean sheets in their last 10 games. Um, there was also the... Oh, the Liam Craig screamer that hit the bar. Then it kind of bounced off. And then Rooney hit the bar. And then it was Jason Kerr that actually ended up getting it in. So, I mean, you could argue that Rooney could have maybe had a, a goal in this game as well. So he's, he's, he gets he gets himself into some good spaces, creates some opportunities. Um, Motherwell, in this game, I thought they have been looking so good. I think that maybe the new manager bounces perhaps over with them now, but they didn't look too bad midweek, but we'll, 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 we'll come to that. Right. Uh, well, well, good point. Motherwell, if I was going to say first, they look like a team who were really toiling, but they, since then, they've got a well, I think, needed point. Get to that later. St. Johnson, you mentioned Mohammed, and I quite like that because it was late in the game. He came, he came in January window, didn't he? Or no, did he come at the end of August, really late in? Is that one of the last signings at like the end of the summer window? Is that right? He didn't come in January because that was, that was too soon. Or maybe he did yeah, come it in was January. towards the end of the... I think he was towards the end of the summer. Right. So, I mean, he's not been a team, but he's slowly but surely got himself fit and involved. And what I've seen him recently is, like yourself said, if St. John's finished bottom six, and I'm thinking this selfishly. I hope they do finish bottom six because I think I'll be all over Mohammed because he looks like a right good player. They're only three points off the top. Tom's looking to double check there. They're three points off the top six. There's a wee cluster of teams there. We think maybe St. Mern, Dungeon United, and St. Johnson's the three teams I think viable for that last position because I think Motherwell Ross kind of too far off it. There's only three games left for all three of them. So it's pretty much nip and tuck, a game each. I mean, you look at the, the former, Simona had four draws in the trot. <laughs> so okay. I suppose between them, the United kind of hit and miss as well. And St. John's not win, loss, win, loss, win, loss. You, you couldn't even really call it. There's no there's no form there to say who's going to get, who's going to get. But if, if St. John's finished bottom six, I think El Hamid would be a right good shout for the wild card after the split. Yep, I'm with you on that one. Next up, Aberdeen won. Come on, now Aberdeen finally get a win and a goal. So it was a Henry goal, McGinn assist, and a clean sheet. Yeah, that's right. Aberdeen have really been lacking goals, but they managed to get one in this game. Um, I thought it was a bit, still a bit underwhelming considering Kilmarnock's recent form. They're still not producing a lot. Um, I thought Kabamba could have squared it for Pinnock and they could have maybe conceded in the game as well, but other than that, the only kind of big chance was McCrory when he hit the woodwork. Um, I think we're still maybe waiting on Tommy Wright turning things around at Kilmarnock because he obviously needs some time to settle in. Aberdeen, I think you're maybe looking at sticking with the defence for now. I'm not that convinced. We had a good spell with obviously Ferguson earlier in the season, but I'm not convinced with the mids. They've got Celtic next. We need to see how Celtic are going to respond after the the sacking of Lennon, and then they've got Hamilton. And we'll Dundee get to United. that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they've got uh, Skellica and Dundee United after that. Uh, Hamilton and Dundee United after that, and then obviously the split where they're going to be playing the top six. So 
unless unless sort of Callum Henry comes into the team and hits the ground running, I'm not that hopeful for Aberdeen scoring a lot of goals. Okay, just uh, on that, I suppose my, my my one thing thought is I thought Kamala looked really really bad. I know you mentioned Tommy Wright coming in and still work the time. You're saying he needs time. He's running out of time. There's only three games for the split. Is that, I was looking up again in the fixture list there. Is that like they've lost five on the bounce? Just goal difference above Hamilton. And basically, he's got himself three weeks before the split to get some sort of order because after that, every game's going to be a cup final for them. Mm-hmm. And I... I don't know about you. I think Kamarnock could be on their way out. I don't know if he maybe has a chance to do this bounce route, but what do you think? think if I ask you right now, going in your head, who's getting relegated? Who's finishing bottom of the league? Um, I'd probably say Kilmarnock as it stands. Because mm-hmm. Hamilton, Hamilton looked decent. Obviously, they've got Bruce Anderson. He's doing doing well. I could see them, after the split, getting a few wins, staying up. Motherwell, I think they've kind of got enough there to stay up. They've got the five-point cushion, so they've real, realistically only maybe four more points just keep them safe. You'd think after the split, I mean, it's the same. I know it can all change in a couple of weeks' time, but just I think Kamar looked really, really poor. And mm-hmm. unless I see something, I know they brought in Kel Lathery, but he's not really played. Unless I see some some sort of change, and it's I mean, who they got next to, so they're playing donated at home next. That's probably a, a, a nice kind of. Fixture to keep your eyes on and see how how they've came another week's training, another week with Tommy Wright and how they come along. Yeah. Right, next up, uh, Hibs 2, Hamilton 0, Boyle goal, Doy goal and assist, the clean sheet for Hibs. And Hamilton, the Red Cather Hamilton, that was nice, I like that. Can I be <laughs> playing the work? So, thoughts on that, Tom? Yeah, so once again, we talked about last week, Nisbet was benched in this game as well. Um, Jack Ross is sticking with the tried and tested. Boyle's been in good form and he's scored in this game. It was unlucky for Hamilton because the red card came after about 12 minutes, so it really sort of changed the game for them. Uh, just don't I think it was a red card. We've done this last week. Do you think it was a red card? No, I don't think it was. Like I, think, I, th- I, think, I think it looked a lot worse than what it was because of the speed that both players I, were travelling. That's what I say. I think maybe reckless would have been the way because the quickness mm-hmm. it could have looked like he wasn't in control, but I think it was yeah. quite, quite weak again. Sorry, on you go. Um, yeah, so Boyle's keeping his form. He started the last four. I think he only played 20 minutes against Rangers. He must have had a good rest when he was on the bench for Rangers because he scored five goals and registered two assists since then. It could have been more as well. He had a penalty in this game, um, but Fulton saved his penalty. Oh, and he could have had assist for the, the Doig goal as well. I like, sorry, I like that when you can't read your own writing. That's hilarious. I can't read one writing, do they? <laughs> Once again, I must have done this one quickly. Um, I had an assist ruled out as well because um, he kind of sort of squared it to Doig, but it was ruled that it wouldn't have reached him had it not been deflected off the county player. So he didn't get the assist for that one, unfortunately. Okay. Um, and then obviously the penalty was a tough call to make as well because I kind of wound it back a few times after having watched the highlights and... It's difficult, and obviously the referee can't say... He, he's, the referee's not supposed to be awarding a penalty unless he's 100% certain. I don't know how he could be 100% certain because it was really difficult, even with the, the ability to kind of go back and rewind it, so I don't really know. But as, well, I wouldn't rule out Hamilton. I've just mentioned it there. Um, 
the, the early red card really changed this game and they've been looking really good with um, Anderson on loan from Aberdeen. So I, I reckon they've got enough. They defy, they defy is every season to stay up. So I, re- I reckon they'll, they'll continue to, to do well. They've got St. Johnston, then they've got obviously Aberdeen, Livingston, and then St. Mirren. So I could see them maybe bagging a few points there. Yep, I agree. I know the red card changed the game, but I've seen enough for Hamill last couple weeks, I think. They definitely play for a manager. Decent bit of quality. I don't really see him getting much maybe up into the split, but I think once the split, you might see him come alive because this is when it kind of... If they write them off, and that's when they all step up to the plate. I mean, they they ready to just put Motherwell in their, in their place a couple weeks ago with a 4-1 win. And I could... Now, obviously, this could be the year to go down, but I, I just, I think they might be all right. And my point in the game is, um, we've talked off board, is Doig for Hibs is back into the team. He's playing kind of out of position, out of position I suppose, when they're playing a, the wing-back role. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, we'll spoil it. It's probably my transfer this week, probably will be him. What's your thoughts on Doig playing the wing-back role and cheapness and Hibs going forward? Do you think it's a viable transfer? Yeah, well, they've got... Motherwell up next. If they're if they're looking at playing a sort of attacking style, Hamilton put four past him the other the other week. So I could see him if he starts, then I can see him getting points both ends of the pitch as well. And obviously that's good preparation coming up for the double in game week thirty two with the face St Johnston and Ross County. And then on the lead up to the, the split after that they've got Livingston. So they've got some nice fixtures coming up. It's good it's always good to have a defender that's an attacker as well. So I reckon that's a good move. Right, so next up is Merlin 1, Livingston 1, and that was McPherson goal when I beat assist. I'll have some of that because I've got him on a wild, a wild card. I think I'm playing <laughs> here. Uh-huh. And the other goal was McCarthy own goal for Livingston. So what's this game, Tom? Yeah, I mean, Livingston rotated quite a lot. Um, I think they've obviously got one eye on the, the cup final. Uh, they only had a single shot on target in this game, and it came from Sybold. Uh, Livy's goal was an own goal from Connor McCarthy. Tate heads it off his leg. It was wasn't it wasn't a great watch that one, but never mind. And then Saint Saint Mirren equalised through Cameron McPherson. And you're right, this just came from Abika. Uh, Abika's probably got his position nailed to the end of the season, given the Brophy's out long term. Hopefully, yep. And uh, <laughs> we've not really seen that other lad Quainer, so I reckon he's probably fairly nailed too. A uh, bit, bit, bit of a boring one, but yeah, good result for a beaker there. Well done, Peter. Thanks. My hit worked. <laughs> Just to point out again that uh, that hit probably worked. If he'd a cup week this week, 31 points for me, 30 for you, Gunnar. I'd have knocked you out because of that hit. There you go. <laughs> but that's famous last words. We'll see what happens next week or week after. Right, so to the Sunday games. Ross County won Celtic White. Eh, Celtic White. Celtic nil, White goal. Patton assist, clean sheet for Ross County. Talk us for this one, Tom. Yeah. So last week we talked about, well, I talked about maybe shipping out the Celtic defence considering their performances. And at this point, having obviously not known the, the news that was about to come, I said at the end of the, that game that that's it for me. I think I'll maybe keep a hold of Turnbull, but in terms of Celtic assets, I think I'm going to get rid of the lot. Um, obviously, with Lennon now resigning, hmm. he, <laughs> with Lennon now resigning, there's 
the opportunity there for a new manager bounce. But I suppose we'll need to talk about what we think of Kennedy because he's going to be manager to the end of the season now. He was obviously assistant when Lennon was there. In this game, Christie had seven shots, two of which were on target. He was skying a lot of them, to be honest with you. Um, both him and Eddie missed some big chances and Celtic overall were poor to watch. Uh, Jordan White, he's coming at County in the January window. He's ousted Ollie Shaw, who up until that point was County's top scorer for the season in all competitions. Um, and he's got a couple of goals and an assist in his last three. So I think he's an interesting option, um, especially going into the split as well. We keep talking about the split. But even then, they've got St Mirren this coming week. And then it is Kilmarnock and Hibbs in the double and then St Johnson. So he's maybe not a bad option pre-split. Was he, was he made sell the striker? Was it called White? Is that the striker? Yeah, Jordan White on loan right. from Motherwell. Good, because I'm, I'm, my tactic next week would be the week after next, bringing us in, us in sorry, Ross County player, because they've got a double. That's, That's right. Yeah. Tactical transfer. So I'll have to wait and see if he's playing again this week. Uh, on the game, I mean, I, I think I tweeted myself, Tom, I had planned on wildcarding and having no set players in my team under this Lennon management because i seen enough. Obviously, we watch games more, probably more than people who watch it casually. And I thought beforehand that the results weren't... They weren't like relaying what I'm watching the game-wise. We got five wins in the trot, but I don't deserve the five wins in the trot, if that makes sense. Yeah. I was like, right, if we play the top five teams, I'm coming off Celtic. But now, Lennon's resigned, and I'll do his, his own personalised air quotes resigned, because I don't think he resigned, I think he was forced to walk. Uh I'll wait and see how they play against Aberdeen. I know it's Kennedy. I know he's part of the coaching setup, but I think it's a bit of freshness to it, and I'll wait to see how they look. Because there's yeah. two teams that are struggling. I want to see how they kind of look. Any any stylistic changes, information changes, any kind of obviously personnel changes, and take it from there going forward. Because if it's going to be the end of the season, fair enough. League's over, Raiders won. But if Celtic's trying to make, maybe maybe going to try to prove something at the end of the season, then maybe. It's time to jump on three Celtic players. But again, I'll, I'll hold fire to watch the Aberdeen game on Saturday. Next up, Rangers 4, donated 1. So again, this is where they always have to do this scatter, scatter, scash it always. So Hadji goal, Kent goal, Aribo goal, Morelos goal, Aribo assist, Balogun assist, Morelos assist, and for Dungeon United, McNulty goal and Shanklin assist. I don't know about you, Tom, but I was feeling Barra sick after this game because... <laughs> like yourself, we all came off with Tav. I say all, majority people came off with Tav. We weren't embarrassed because he was on penalties midweek in Europe. And mm-hmm. so he was captain, missed a penalty, and then five minutes to go, lost a clean sheet for a return of zero points. But anyway, apart from that, that's the mark. What was your thoughts on the game? Yeah, just to add to that, I think Morelos got the points for penalty one as well because he won, won his own penalty. That would be the assist. Yeah, he- uh, I'm only going off uh, the Scottish football website. I don't clock the thing. So on you go, sorry. Oh, no, it's fine. Um, I, so Morelos, I think he was probably the standout in this game. He won the penalty, got a goal and an assist. He had five shots on target. Um, he also missed three big chances, so he could have had a lot more. Um, excluding his van, he's had four goals and his last five and also two assists in that time as well. I think if you're not going to go with the three Rangers defenders and 
you could argue that maybe you could come off that now, given that absence of Tav. He'd probably be my choice of attacker. Um, it's probably Balogun, but I think he's a cheap option at right back now because he's going to be playing there pretty much nailed. Yeah, but it's as if they keep the clean sheets, that's the thing. Because mm, they conceded in this game, and I thought I thought United could have had a bit more than what they actually had. They had a few more opportunities than what norm, Rangers normally give away. Um, and Shanklin's obviously finding form as well. And I, and I Barisic missed a penalty in this game as well, did not Yep. <laughs> Hence uh, Barisic and the no points for the captains because of what happened. Yeah, so that would be it for me. Probably st I'll stick with Barisic for now. Goldson, he's nailed as well. And then if you want to go with the three defenders, Bologan, if not, I'd say Morelos. Aribo's been decent. He had a goal and assist in this game, but he's only had two goals and one assist in his last five. So the returns that he got in this game make up the, the bulk of his points over the last five games. So I think Morelos is more consistent. They do, they do seem to spread out their points quite varied through the team, don't they? There's nothing like MDA kind of goes nuts in the halls. It's obviously to be like I've shifted out four different players there for goals and four, three different assists, usually four from Morelos. It's also to be all well shared out amongst the team. Yeah, if you look no, at nobody goes nuts. And strikers, there's no sort of there's no talisman there. It's all it's all spread about. You've got um because you've got a rebo, you've got Morelos, you've got Roof. Kent dips in and out of form and Arfield as well. Arfield's good for a, a haul now and again. I, I agree with you. I think if I was gonna take aimed at Morelos and maybe a rebo after that. Mm -hmm. Kent, I think Far too hot and cold. Hadji, I don't know, kind of falls in the airfield category, I suppose. But to me, I still think it's tried and tested with defence over the piece. I mean, I've seen a stat after the, the highlights. They've only conceded two goals at home all season. Yeah. I mean, that's that's fantastic. And they're all they're going to get three home games again after the split, I believe. So you've got to stick. I think you've got to stick with defence if they ever comes to in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Right, and the last game obviously was for a double game week. Was St. Mirren nil, Motherwell nil. That was two clean sheets. So not much to see here, Tom, but what's your thoughts? Um, well, McGrath was back for this game and he scored in the last two games against Motherwell. So I thought maybe he could do something there. For Motherwell, uh, Campbell was back and it was also the first start for the lad Roberts, who's on loan from Hearts. But he didn't really have too much of an impact. I thought Cole was the standout in this game. He hit the post. He had a big chance saved by Anik and he was the only player to have more than a single shot on target I thought Campbell looked okay he had a couple of shots blocked but I'm not really ready to consider buying him in just yet but he does look a decent player and in terms of St Mirren they've been quiet in front of goal recently they've only got four goals in the last five games perhaps McGrath's return might help that going forward but even then it tends to be quite spread amongst the players like McAllister, Erehan, Abika, there's again, there's not really that sort of standout talisman like type player. Um, but it's a big point for Motherwell. Obviously, we're talking about them. They're drifting into a relegation scrap. So maybe they'll start look, looking at showing things up at the back, back to the basics and taking it from there. Well, that was my question on this game. You can already answered it. Was Motherwell will be really happy with this point, and I think it will be, as you say, they're just going to now, they're 
straight for their lives. I think every point should be a prisoner. They've got a slight gap over the bottom two. And if they can get a point here or there to keep that mm-hmm. gap at least over more than one game, then I think they'll be happy with it. And I think they do have enough quality in their team. Personally, I think they'll stay up. I think Graham Alexander does seem like a decent manager. I did like his track record. And I think it's just a matter of getting the squad on board with his and our style of play, tactics. And he's got the Scottish right back there, pretty much. And if they all get, I know he's suspended, if they all get back and play, I think there'll be enough about them to keep themselves up. You agreed? Definitely, yeah. Plus, they've got a lot of personnel out as well. So once guys start coming back from injuries and stuff, then yeah, can, yeah. that'll give them a lift as well. Yeah, plus, with one of the better squads of the bottom six teams, if they go down, it would be something else, I think. Mm-hmm. Right, so we'll go to predictions then, Tom. As it stood, Peter 32, Tom 21, and Gunnar 39. So a few games where Abney Kilmarnock, me and Gunnar said 1-0, so we got three points. You went 0-0, Tom, so nothing there. Mother Wilson Johnson, I went 2-1, you went 2-1, Gunnar went 2 each, so we got a point each. And the last game was St. Mary Livingston, and I went 2-1, you went 1 each. And Gunnar went 1-0 to Livingston, so you got three points there. So I think it much evened itself out. It stands now as 36 points, Peter, 25 points, Tom, and Gunnar, 42. So coming up, we have six games this week. Well, actually, we've got more than that. No, we don't have six games this week. Sorry, I'm just talking about this. It's over two weekends. I've already discussed this week. So it's Celtic Aberdeen, Hibbs Motherwell, Kilmarnock Dundee United, St. Martin Ross County, Hamilton St. Johnson, and Livingston Rangers. That's our six games. So, Tom, as you predict these three next games, Celtic versus Aberdeen. I've went 2-0 Celtic, and Gunnar's went 3-0 Celtic. Nil, nil. <laughs> no faith in Kennedy. Yep. <laughs> Next up, Hibs Motherwell. I've went two nil Hibs. Gunners went three one Hibs. Um, I think three nil Hibs. Okay. And the last one is Kilmarnock Dundee United. I went one each, and Gunners went two nil Dundee United. think 3-1 Dundee United Right, okay, that takes us to transfers, captains and vice-captains so we discussed it, we, I will take a hit this week to bring in two players just to complete daftness because the cup starts next week and I want to try my best to make a good run at this cup I'm not going to fall on my face and get knocked out the first round but I'm also kind of planning to get a decent score next week for a double game week. That is a plan to get this week and no hit next week. So my thinking is I have to play in probably at the back for Tavenier out because he's out at least a split. I read his gust it probably Doig. And one other player for double game week. And the reason I'm thinking maybe bringing Callahan back in as I look at Sotty Stick is because they're at home against St. Johnson. And his own penalties. I've already got other game week. I wouldn't bring any other Hamilton players. Hibs, I've already got Marciano and I've already got Nisbet. So if I bring in Doig, that's we got a free anyway. Livingston are doing too much rotation. They've got Rangers this week. They're playing a cup final and a short to the round. So I do not think I'll bring any Hibs players in. And after that is Ross County and I. They're only beat Celtic, but I think I'll watch one more game against St Mern 
and that'll probably transfer for next week instead. So, what's your thoughts on transfers first? Then we'll do captains, vice captains. Um, I might do the same as yourself and take a hit. I might get Jordan White in at Ross County and replace Ollie Shaw. And then I've got Declan Gallagher at Motherwell, who seems to be out long term since all he seems to do is play PlayStation just now. <laughs> so you've sold me on Doig, so I might get Doig in and replace for him. Yeah, that should, that should get two double game week players for next week and a four point hit. So that's right. Yeah, fair enough. Captain and vice captain, I'll start. I probably think I've got two things. Captain Ballasic again in OA let us down this week. Mm-hmm. But I still think they're playing Livingston. Rangers are going to have a long time. I know they'll get Europe on Thursday night, but they're going to have a long time in between. Whereas Hibs, Hibs, come on. Livingston will be playing at the weekend in the cup final. Now, if they win it or they lost it, it'll still be draining emotionally and physically, I'm sure. Whereas Rangers are now coming towards getting to the end of this title push and they'll be up for it, I think, regardless. So I'm thinking maybe Barisic, Golson, double up, or Captain Barisic, vice-captain Turnbull, or vice versa. I'll sway on it, but that's where I'm sitting. What about yourself? I think Captain Barisic, just because Livingston have one eye in the final, and I'm liking Boyle's form. So I vised him last week, so I think I might stick with that going ahead this week. He's playing up against Motherwell, yeah, well, that's, so, a good, that's a good show, actually. A good option, yeah. Uh-huh. Right, questions. We don't have any this week from the Twitterverse. So we have our compatriot who's not here, Gunnar, to ask a couple of questions in, if I can find it. Not really ask a question. So he said, you Celtic manager, who do you want? That's a open question, that. Who do I want? <laughs> who, do you think who do you think we're going to get? That's more <laughs> like it, yep. Um, if it's the case of who would it, who do I want and who's well, available? Let's be realistic, right? You've sort of list of 10 favourites. Who would you be happy with? This is a Celtic fan against it Who would you be like, okay, we'll go with that? It's realistic, obviously. You can't say Marty. You can't say like Benita. That's not going to happen. Right. Who, who's, who's the realistic shortlist then? Well, Steve Clark. Yep. You take that? I'd probably take him, yeah. See, yeah, we'll just talk about it first. I don't think I think Steve Clark's like a good manager, depending on the club or a connection. To place to attack in football, I don't I don't know if he'd be suited for Celtic. Come on, it backs to the wall, organised good teams. Scotland are pretty much similar. He's really amazed the fact he doesn't want he, he wouldn't take any of these jobs because it's not like the pressure. His family live in London and the Scotland jobs because he's up maybe every second month to do his mm-hmm. training, play games and that. I just that's I know he's fit bad as the bookies. I just don't see him making that jump. I think that, that would be ridiculous in his, in his part. He's already distanced himself in the past. He says he doesn't want to be part of that goldfish bowl. Just all that pressure of the the Celtic Holy Rangers job. He's distanced himself in the past. So Frankie Lampard, what about him? With Frankie Boy? Nah. Not, he, not spoke yesterday. he spoke yesterday saying he'd be, we'd be open to talking about it. Had a decent job at Derby, to be honest. Don't don't be clogged by Chelsea last season. I thought I don't want Lampard, right? I really don't. But I thought he's a better coach and made out. Decent start with Derby, and last year with Chelsea with no money, we had the kids to play. He done all right. I think his biggest downfall was been actual money to spend, and then it all fell apart from. It definitely boosted the, the 
coverage on Sky. It wouldn't just be Lampard Gerard, <laughs> Chris Boyd and, and Common sitting on a couple of office chairs. Um, it, with obviously all eyes would be on Scotland with the sort of the England poster boys up here. So that would it'd be decent from that perspective, but nah, nah, not that, for me. That's a club thing I've had, no chance. Nah. Uh, his second part of the question is how long for Kennedy? So Kennedy's actually is in the top five jobs. So what about John Kennedy? What if John Kennedy wins the next eight games? We wouldn't last five games, but it wasn't great to watch. So it depends on under what sort of style he play, he he wins, and does he actually have the players gelling together? And does, does it is it attractive football? I mean, he he was part of the Lenin regime. What sticks in my mind is, I can't remember what game it was, but it cut to Lennon and Kennedy at the side of the pitch and they were kind of mumbling to each other. And then they both just kind of shrug. And I think they, they just fired on a couple of strikers or something like after that. Just, <laughs> so Lennon is devoid of any ideas. I imagine Kennedy's probably been the same up until Yeah, but do you think that's the case? Because like Kennedy was well rated by Rogers, who was out talking with Daysville. And Rogers tried to pinch him with him. And I suppose you will find the next eight weeks whether what Kendy's like because is Kendy doing certain kind of coaching and Lennon's not listening, or is Kendy just talking about all at the rest of them? I mean, it could be it could be both. I don't know if you listen to something. You do listen to something actually that, uh, and if your man works for the Athletic, is it Kieran Devlin? Kieran Devlin for the Athletic for Celtic mm-hmm. correspondent. He basically said that Kendy knows he's not liked by the Celtic support. He knows it. What he's trying to do himself now is next eight games is rebuild some of his own, like his own coaching kind of. What's the word, Tom? His stock is falling. He, he knew it's falling, and he's trying to build it because it might not be the end of the season, but he's trying to get a job somewhere else, maybe in a coach role or a manager role. So, I mean, Hibs are actually asked to speak to him before he get Jack Ross. So, he was held in a decent standard of like getting a job in Scotland at some point. So, he's trying to get that back if he's not going to be here. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I don't know. I've heard a lot of pie in the sky ideas, and I, I'd like to get somebody that's nobody knows about. Maybe just a decent forward-thinking manager. But again, I do not believe or trust with that board. We'll have to wait and see. Exactly. Yeah. Who knows what the summer will bring? Yep. Apart from pain. <laughs> right. <laughs> FPL chat, Tom. Let's go. Right, our league, where are we? I don't think there's any change anyway. Well, in fact, there is, because I'm out of the top three. Right, half hour for the podcast league. The top three stands as number one, Gura, Los Mentores. Second, Picnic George, Diana. Third, Jerry Agnew. Jumps above me, I'm back down to fourth. So there is a joint top score this week, and it's Jerry Agnew, 79 points, and show me the, show me the money, Jeff Caskey. So the average this week, Tom, was 55 points. I got 55 points, you get 56 points, going up to 77. I'm quite disappointed this week. Actually, that's quite a, that's one of my lowest scoring points above the average for a long time. But talk us through the points anyway, and then we'll move on. Yep. So I had Sanchez in goals, got me one point. Cancelo got me five. Stones got me six. And Shaw got me two. In midfield, I had Salah for two points. Gundogan got me three. Rafinha got me 12. And Sun got me two. Up front, I had Kane for two, Captain Bamford 16, Vardy five. I was gutted to have left Barnes on the bench for 13 points. Oof. 
but other than that, that's really all I've kind of lost. I mean, Martinez got two points, so you could argue I would have got an extra point if I played him, but other than that, nothing really lost there. Right, myself, I had Martin and goal. Martinez goals for two. Back three was Cancelo for five, because he got booked. Stones for six, James for three. In midfield, Stones two, Gundogan three, Salah two, Fernandez twelve, and up front is Maja two, Kane two, and Captain Banter sixteen. On the bench, nothing apart from Mitchell, so I wouldn't have improved the team. So Tom will probably go into our, our topic slash game week will come at the end, we'll come at transfers. The fixtures predictions for this week. So as it stood, it was 32 points for me, 18 for you, 21 for Gunnar. And the scores were as Fulham Shift United, we all got it right, but not the right score, so one point. Liverpool Evan, we all got it wrong, so no points. And Arsenal versus City, again, we all got it right for one point, but not the correct score. So two points added. It's 34 Peter, Tom 28, and Gunnar 23. So this week, Tom, the fixtures I'm asking you, a predict is Leeds Villa. I've went 2 1 Leeds, Gunnar's went to each. Um... 3-0 leads. Cool. Leicester Arsenal, I've went 2-1 Leicester. Gunners went 2-0 Leicester. 2-1 Leicester. And Chelsea Man United, I went 0-0. Gunners went 3-2 Chelsea. I think that's how you speak, mind you. I agree, 0-0. <laughs> He's just lashing at the mighty Reds because his Reds aren't mighty anymore. <laughs> so... We'll not do results or go through it. We'll talk about double game week ahead. So it's like double game week. Let me miss team up so we can discuss together here. So pick team. Big, massive double game week, Tom. So you can talk us through your thoughts, your transfers, who you've already got, and what you're going to do. And any chips you're going to play. Do you want me to go first? Do you want me to go first? Um, I, I can go through it. We can. Right, we'll, 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 we'll do it together. We'll start with the goalkeeper. On we go. You like that? Aye. Um, you kind of caught us on the hop because I've done it. I've done it. Teams. I've done what teams? Well, no, wait, do that first, then, and then we'll go. To the, we'll go to our team. That's fine. No problem. Go. Okay. So, Everton. I've got Southampton at home and West Brom away, which you could probably argue is probably the best of the double. Um, we weren't quite sure what Everton's obviously prior to the announcement. We weren't too sure what Everton, Everton's second fixture was going to be, but. Considering that, I think Calvert-Lewin's probably the obvious choice. He's top for shots on target in the last four matches among strikers with seven. I know a lot of people, well, some people are going Richarlison as a differential and he has scored two goals in the last two games. But obviously DCL's been out during this time. He only played 28 minutes of the last game. And once he slots back into the team, I don't really think Richarlison is, is a good option as what he's maybe being portrayed. Um also with Everton, they only got their first clean sheet since game week 15 against Liverpool on the weekend. And I know a lot of people like uh, Dean. Uh, however, he's only had three goal attempts in the last four games, zero on target, and he's only created one chance and one big chance in that time as well. So he's, if you kind of look at that in the grand scheme of things amongst defenders, he's quite low down in the table when it comes to points at both ends of the pitch. Everton, after the double game week, they face Chelsea, which will be a tricky fixture given they're pretty solid at the back now. 
Burnley, then they have a blank, and then they have Palace. What do you think? I've no Everton players. <laughs> so, <laughs> see, I, I like the eye test. On, is it Lucas Dean? Isn't it? Mm-hmm. But he's just too pricey for me. I, I would see for yeah. that price, I get to my two man site defenders and they're cheaper at the time. What's Cancelo and Stones? So I have no interest. I mean, if I was on a wild card, I like the idea of DCL up front. I think it's probably great fixtures. But see, apart from that, not for me to be honest. No, I'd agree. DCL is only really sort of standout. Plus, if you try to get Dean, then you've got your two city premium defenders. It doesn't leave you a lot of money, and then you're, you're maybe going to go a bit lighter up front as a result of that. Not, given his track record, I mean, he, he is attacking, he's done free kicks and corners and things like that, but he's not provided enough in recent weeks for me to, to really want him in my team. Um, plus then they have Chelsea after that so if you kind of load up on Everton it's, they've got a tricky few fixtures coming up and the blank in 29 as well so you may be going to be looking at shipping them out have you, Tom have you kept your free hit? yep are you free hitting blank 29? undecided yeah because there's also a blank I think it's 32 or 33 where it's it's only Spurs and Man City that are blanking, but I don't really want to get rid of. Right, Spurs right. And Man so City you're thinking, players. you're thinking there instead, you're going to have quite a lot of the pleasure team, and you'll forget that instead and still attack your game week. So you're waiting yeah. to see. Right, okay. Because I'm, I'm looking at blank twenty nine. I'll, I'll stick up. I'll stick with Kane and Son. So that's two. I've got Sanchez and Dunk. So that's four. And. As part of my preparation for this week, we talked about my wild card last week, where I said I was going to have Bamford and Rafinha, and then I was going to switch those over to Watkins. Still going to do that? No. Uh, <laughs> see, see. Uh, Watkins and Barkley was the t- was the two that I was looking at. But obviously, with the, the Grealish since then, since then the Grealish news has came out. Nah, knocks that. I wasn't too impressed with them last game week. So now that we know the fixtures are particularly like Everton, so I'm probably going to go Bamford's going to go out, DCL's going to come in, because I like him, and as a result of that, Rafinha's going to have to go to like a, a cheapy Fulham kind of guy just to see us through. Uh, but then that leaves me with a Fulham player for the blank game week, so that bumps me up to five, and then I think I'll just use my transfers up until that point to maybe try and get sort of nine or ten players. Yeah, Because then I don't really want a load of Newcastle players and guys like that so I can see why people have held on to the wild card and not wild carded into the double and then just dead end their team to the point with the wild card out of it mm-hmm. which is I think what you said you were going to do no but my stacks have all changed <laughs> just changed. <laughs> I just my plan now is I've got two sports players I'll bring in a Brighton defender next week. I think I think we have, and I'm going to get a week, a week, not touching it for a week, let, let it carry over. Mm-hmm. May have seven or eight players for the blank, and I'm, I think I'll be happy with that. Just go yep. for it. And then my wild card is still planning to be on 31, because if you know, if you look forward, you see there's a, there's change, a change in fixture swing, and I think that's where I'm going to go right. The last seven weeks, Attack what I, what I see 
what I think I see personally is the end of the season and I'll tackle last seven weeks. That's what mm-hmm. I think anyway. So any other teams want to bring up on the double game week? Yeah, right so teams? We've got Spurs as well. They faced Burnley at home and Fulham away. They've only had one win in the last six and they've only scored four goals in that time. They were playing against West Ham City. They got a 2-0 win against West Brom and it was Chelsea. We know are very defensive. Brighton, very defensive. And then Liverpool, who are a bit hot and cold just now. So they've not been too great recently. However... Kane stats versus the bottom eight this season. I seen a tweet by FPL Swede. It's doing the rounds just now. Is it nine point two? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I read it. <laughs> so Kane against the bottom eight. That is a sample of ten games. He's blanked in none of them, and he's averaging nine point two points per game. So all signs point to to Kane for my captaincy this week as well. I'm thinking Kane is a preview for you. I think Son's more worrying of the two. He's only had one goal in his last six game weeks. But Spurs now have a nice fixture shift. They've got this, obviously, Burnley-Fulham double. After that, they play Palace. Arsenal, which is obviously a derby game, get G'd up for that. They play in the blank, which is good. They, play, they face Billy in the blank. And then after that, they've got Newcastle as well. So it's a nice fixture run. Also, we've seen some promising signs in the second half of the, the West Ham game as well. There were they were down, they needed to come out attacking and try and win and I, I thought they created a lot of chances and suddenly like 20 shots on 20 shots on target at the end up but they didn't mm-hmm. look as bad way out to be so I know the result looked bad on paper but when I watched the highlights I thought it wasn't as bad as I thought and I think maybe like you're saying there if Hosey takes the break off a wee bit and lets them kind of play yeah, then they might start looking good again Going forward, especially something because people are getting frustrated. These they've not been getting results recently. They've been doing all right in Europe, but I mean, it was Wolfsburger, not Wolfsburg, Wolfsburger from Austria. I think they played the, the reserves for that and did quite well. Bale looked decent. Um, it's looking fitter, Bale. It's looking a bit fitter. Yeah. I like looking at it all. So he could come in and play a part as well. So that's another factor you've got to consider as well. So I think I, I think Spurs can turn it around, particularly with those Kane stats as well. It's looking promising. Anything else team-wise? Uh, yep, so we've got Villa. They face Leeds away and Sheffield United away as well. I think Martinez has been great recently, but the reason why he's been so good is because he's getting a lot of save points and the result of that, he's getting a lot of bonus points, which mm-hmm. doesn't say a lot for the defence in front of him. They've definitely dropped off. Well, I can see it mm-hmm. since since the since the COVID outbreak. They've come back. They've, they've lost a, a step or two, and then we really should top of that. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd planned to bring in Watkins for a double game week mm-hmm. for Banford, and not even bother because I've just I've no confidence in them looking that good attacking with Grealish out because he is. We talked about talisman type figures stuff like that, and never going through them. Mm-hmm. And I'm not being there. I just I am not taking the cyber step to another player. I just think I'll. Keep Martinez because he's tried and tested and I, I really don't want to change it to be honest because he's too many bonus points and I've seen other people getting burned but not touching them. But mm-hmm. attacking-wise, I, I will not be touching but I'll just have to, I'll just wait. Yeah. As it stands for me, I've got Martinez. He'll be part of the bench boost. There's another preview for you. <laughs> uh, Grealish Gate, obviously with the whole FPL situation, now Villa players are banned. That's just quite funny. Um, I think the big draw with Villa players is the possible second double game week as well, plus the play blank game week 29. So the second double could be 
um, I think in 28. So they've got Newcastle just now, and there's they may also play Everton in that week as too, which also means that Everton could play Villa and Burnley in that week as well. So those that are looking at DCL, that's a, another thing to consider mm. there as well. But other than Martinez, the only one I'm looking at, as you mentioned, is, is Watkins. Um, Leicester, they face Arsenal at home, Burnley away. Vardy, he's topped for big chances over the last four with five. He shares that spot with Gundogan as well. And he's had 10 goal attempts in, in the last uh, four games as well, all of which were in the box. Barnes is just edging him for goal attempts with 11 amongst Leicester players. And at 6.9, I think he's a nice price as well because I think he frees up funds for getting your premiums in, particularly in the midfield and strikers as well. The only concern is Madison. He's a doubt for this game week. We don't really know what the situation is. <laughs> he heard he's out for the next few weeks with right. Leicester he follows. Um, and another thing is the defenders as well. There's been some talk about getting Pereira in and also Castagna as well. Leicester only have two clean sheets in their last six, and that was up against Fulham and Wolves. Uh, they're both coming back from injury, and they're quite highly priced as well. So I think they fall into that same category as Luca Dean. Nah, I, don't tr- I don't trust them at the back, Leicester. Good no. going forward, don't trust them at the back. Um, so they're quite expensive as well, so it's a bit risky. It's probably a risk I wouldn't be willing to take. And after the double, it's a nice run as well. They've got Brighton, which they are, Brighton are quite defensive just now. Um, Sheffield United, the blank, and in the face City. So you, you might want to consider shipping them out after the Sheffield United game, but we'll need to see how things go. Um, Fulham, I'm not that enamoured with Fulham, but they've got Crystal Palace away, and then they play Spurs at home. They do offer a wealth of cheap options, and they have got three clean sheets in their last four games, so they've really tightened things up at the back. Uh, the defender I like is Aina. He's had a goal and assist in the oh, he last looks, four games. He looks good in the eye test as well, that boy. He looks very busy. Yeah, and he's only 4.5 million as well. Obviously, Madges just came in. He's a striker option at 5.5 million. Uh, he got a brace against Everton. He's obviously still settling into the team. Uh, Lukeman at 5 million as well. Um, he's fourth for chances created over the last four games with 10. So there's an assist potential there as well. But other than that, it's really just enabled us to get the, the other big hitters into your team, really. Liverpool, Sheffield United away, and Chelsea at home. I think that Chelsea fixture is going to be a tricky one. Um, Salah's stats continue to be really good, despite he's not really been hauling. But he does have four goals in his last five games. I know some people are maybe considering defenders like Trent and Robertson as a sort of differential option. But given their recent track record, they're taking up a massive chunk of your budget. Plus Henderson as well. He went down as well, so another player yeah. mm-hmm. Um I, I like Sal and like Manny because Liverpool can explode don't, at any I don't place. like don't like Manny, Tom. Recently I think Manny's Salah seems to be like no matter what, he's still he's still delivering. I'm using the eye test gear. I just I, I think Manny's just dropped it and all but just doesn't look doesn't look as good. Yeah. Just what I'm seeing. My own eyes test. You're going to try to find stats to disprove me? Is that your <laughs> well, he's, he's top for shots in the box over the last four with 13. That's, 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 uh, easy. I mean, yeah. Many goals get there 13, Tom. Where are we? None. They're one. 
Is it none? Aye. I don't know. I just said that to shut you down. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm a lot of, see, I'm actually, if it wasn't for double game weeks and actually the, the fixes are falling out and landing lit on your lap, I probably would looking to get rid of Salah, but mm. I'm not going to touch, not going to get rid of him in a double game week against the teams he's playing, no chance. But no. if I don't align and the way things go, put it this way, if I was, if I was on a wild card, I don't get bit it. No. No, not Manny, but Salah, they do, have, they do have the potential to explode. They do have the potential to get holes. We've seen it, not recently, but you've seen it in this season and previous seasons as well. I'm sticking with Salah. Um, but I'm not I'm not keen on the defender shout. Plus, there was some news this morning. Um, Alisson, their goalkeeper, he's tragically lost his father. No, that's um, a shame. Yeah, it was part, I think he was drowned in a flood. So I don't know what's going to happen with that. He may get some compassionate leave to maybe go back to Brazil and things like that. So Liverpool's defence are already a bit shaky. They've not had a single a clean sheet since game week 19. And I was watching some analysis of the Everton-Liverpool game and it looked like Everton were targeting Quebec as the kind of weak link of the Liverpool defence, um, just with regards to his position and things like that. So um, I'm, not, I'm not keen on the defenders. I'm sticking with Salah. I felt a bit... Over Bruno? Yeah, I felt... Um, that's what, that's a, I'm just about to discuss that. I felt a bit <laughs> bad because obviously Bruno got a decent haul on, on the weekend and it was a toss-up between getting rid of him or Salah to fund my bench boost, essentially, to spread those funds around. And my thinking was, Man United, the fixtures get a bit trickier after the double, plus the face Chelsea as part of the double as well, who we've already mentioned have been defensively sound, whereas Liverpool, after their double game week, no, Liverpool face Chelsea. Um, after their double game, they've got Fulham, Wolves, the blank, and the face Arsenal. So I like Liverpool's fixtures in the longer term, but Bruno's definitely going to come back in. It's just a matter of when for him. Um, City, West Ham United and Wolves at home. Probably don't really need to go into too much detail with City because all of us are probably on a, some sort of triple up consisting of three of Stones, Cancelo, Diaz, Gundogan. Some may be on KDB. Um, he's just got quite low ownership and some maybe on Sterling as well. KDB and Sterling do take up one of your sort of big premium spots. Uh, so you'll probably have to lose one of Salah, Bruno, Kane or whoever else you've got in order to facilitate that. Plus, with Gundogan's price, I don't know why you'd want to spend more considering what you, you, you're getting the value there, you're getting these returns. Why, well, why, why, he spoke for the week there, Gundogan, talking about how he's playing further, further forward and he's enjoying the role and he's got a chance to mm-hmm. score more goals and stuff like that. So he's, yeah. he's admitting that he's, his formation has changed, he's playing further forward. So I'm like, why spend the money on KDB? Okay, KDB can go back, of course he can. But Gundogan has just been so much value for money and he's just so much an enabler for mm-hmm. the your team that I'm happy to stick with going forward as long as nothing doesn't change drastically. Two at the back and one midfield. And that one midfield will be Gundogan. Yep, I agree with that. That's what I would suggest. Um, so that's City covered. Palace, don't fancy them. West Brom, Brighton at home, Everton at home. Um, there's a few one guys that I've, I've kind of... I like the look at I like look the striker. Diagne. Yep. Um, six million forward. He's only played five games for them, but in that time he's had one goal and two assists. Um I was 
looking at the numbers for the last time in the double game week, Pereira got 24 points, but he has been quite quiet recently. And Johnston, for the, the goalkeeper, they had a clean sheet there on the weekend. That's our first since game week 10. Um, they do play Newcastle Palace, the blank, and then they play Chelsea. So in between the double game week and the blank, Newcastle and Palace aren't bad fixtures, but I don't know. I'm not keen on West Brom. But they do offer some cheap options. Man United, Chelsea away, and Crystal Palace away as well. Fernandez, who would get rid of him? What an idiot. <laughs> um, in his last four games, he's had four goals and three assists. Great form. Shaw, he's had four assists in four, and he's top for chances. Great. But he can't keep a clean sheet, Man United seem to be, so I'll yeah. avoid. Yeah, but Chelsea aren't showing that much up front, and Crystal Palace knows, knows Zaha as well, so never say never. Plus, he's top amongst all players for chances created with 15 in the last four games. Um, Rashford, two goals and three assists in the last four games as well, but at 9.6 million. He's kind of at that mm. uh, in-between price point. I think you're either going to go all in for like a 10-plus kind of mid or you're going to go around about the 6 to 7 million. He's, he's at a funny kind of price point. Um, after the double, they also face City as well, so that's just a bit of a stinker. And yeah. West Ham have been in good form too. Then the blank, and then they face Brighton, who have been quite defensive as well, which was the thinking behind the old Fernandes getting rid of situation, but... What can you do? <laughs> um, Wolves, not that first on them. Burnley, not that first on them. Chelsea, Man United at home, Liverpool away. It's the defence, really. I think Rudiger's a decent show at 4.6 million. He's pretty nailed as a defender. And they've only conceded one opposition goal since Tuchel came in place. Uh, it was a, a daft mistake against Southampton, but what can you do? Mount, he's had two goals in the last three games. 6.8 million. So he's maybe a bit of a differential. And Werner, one goal and four assists since Tuchel came in, but at 9.2 million, he's hard yeah, to it's that, it's, that same, it's that same price, the Rashford price, where you're like, yeah. mm. Plus, you've, you've, there's, there's maybe like a bank of like three or four strikers that you're going to want for the double. I don't think Werner's in that category. But they do play Everton, then Leeds blank, and then they've got West Brom afterwards. So, you know, if... if I could change it down the line, suppose you, you want to change it down the line. differential. If you're if you're chasing at this point, you're trying to aggressively yeah. go up back table. Or if one of the big hitters become injured and you've suddenly got a, sure. a big bit of cash to spend, then ideal. Single game weeks, you're probably wanting to target those who play in blank 29. So out of the single game week players, I like Brighton's defence, Sanchez, Dunk, White. You could maybe argue uh, Gross as well, because he's looking decent. He's setting up a lot of Leeds. Leeds are going to see you next. Leeds, yep. So Bamford, Rafinha and Dallas. That's a free, yeah, the free, the three killed me midweek. I know. And then you've got the 3.9 million strike as well if you wanted to go down to him because in the run-in for the end of the season, 3.9 million for a, playing, a player that actually plays isn't too bad. 3.9 last man on the bench and probably someone you're never ever going to need to use or rely on, but it's nice if you've got one that's playing, but maybe not nice if they get a lot of points. Um, another one was Newcastle. They play Wolves in single game week, and then the run-up uh, to the blank uh, game week 29 is West Brom, Villa, and then they play uh, Brighton. 
uh, Saint Maximum. He's, start, he's only started the last three games because he's been coming back for injury, but in that time he's got one goal and two assists, so he's maybe one to look out for as well. But other than that, not a lot in that sort of category either. Okay, nice covered. So, transfers and captains, in, and then we'll go to Gunnar's question about the top three strikers for the double game week. So, Grealish is out, Arbrog and Barnes. That's what I've done. Mm-hmm. So, pretty straightforward. This is a bit of cash. Captain is on Kane, and I, uh, right now, I've got a triple captain on Kane. Like People say, oh, he's fallen good. I say, I'm more fixtures over form, and I think any given any week in the season, if I had a chance to triple captain Harry Kane against Burnley and Fulham, I would have took it. So I'm going to still take it. And I think I looked at ownership and... If he, if he bombs, if he if he goes nuts, then I, I'll, I'll rise for the ranks. And if not, then it's an opportunity to miss. But I, I think I'm going to go for it. Triple captain Kane, Barnes for Grealish. Hope yourself. His ownership, his ownership just now is 28.2%, so less than a third of the game on him. So he, and not everyone's going to captain him either. So. Yep. If he hauls, then you're laughing, really. Um, for me, it's probably going to be Bamford and Rafinha out. I'll see how things go tonight because obviously there's European games, European games, Man United and Leicester. So excluding any sort of injury to any of their players or any sort of early rumours, news, etc., like that. It kind of, I'm kind of, it's not ideal because, but obviously Leeds play in the blank game week. But I'm going to get rid of Bamford and Rafinha and bring in Calvert Lewin and one of the sort of cheapo Fulham midfielders. A midfielder, not defender. Go for a midfielder. Are you like because Rafinha right into it? Well, I'm quite, okay. I'm quite happy with the defenders. I've got Cancelo, Stones, Shaw, who I like, Dunk, who I like, and he plays in the blank, and then Rudiger, who I like as well. That's fine. I understand so, it. Fair enough. Though, plus, the only, the only way I'm going to get the money to upgrade Bamford would be if I got rid of one of the City guys. I don't want to do that. Right, so you, who do you think of Rafinha, Rafinha for a cheapie, and then that way she lets DCL in, right? Okay. Yeah. And then yeah, enough, after that, there's a there's a bit of a question mark hanging over Sun just now, so I can see how he goes, and I could see, perhaps go Sun to Rafinha down the line. I'm the same. I don't. Sun's been on my chopping block, but then looking at the fixtures and the game weeks in the blank, and the fact that the, the game the running changes, I think Sun's going to end up staying there, and if he, Brings back one or two points returns at the right time. It might just stay at the end of the season. It was my plan, but he's kind of. I didn't like his form. But if Spurs up it, if Carabell starts playing on one side and Kane and him playing, they kind of do start connecting and he starts like I said before. He always takes the breakers a wee bit and lets him play. Then Sun can. He's always got the opportunity just to go nuts again. But oh, definitely. Yeah. I mean, game, week, game week two, he got four goals, and that gave him twenty-four points. He then played 45 minutes in game week four. He got two goals and one assist, 18 points. Straight after that in game week five, he got one goal and one assist for 13 points. And in a game after that, he scored a goal and got 11 points. So if you catch him on a good run in the double... I've had him for the start. I've had some all the way. Yeah. So. But he's got that potential there. I mean, plus the fixtures are quite nice as well. And they're playing blank 29. So. Uh, the blank 29 keeps me like, what's the point of getting him out when... Yeah. Just get to play that weekend. I mean, just 
Use a transfer to waste a transfer to get somebody else back in. So you'll be there for at least 29, you're right. Yeah, I really I, I really kind of want to target. The reason why I want to get in um, DCL is just to target that home fixture against Southampton just because the defence has been woeful recently. I think they've considered so, like 20 It could, it could change, but it's true as it stands in, I suppose, yeah. Yeah, it's like 28 goals in five games or something like that. Yeah, they've been quite terrible the last couple of games. Yeah. Right, Tommy, anything else to add we finish up? Done? Does, oh, right, 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 yeah. right away, get your plugs in. Yep, so I am at FFS underscore on Twitter. I'll try and get the, the weekend preview article out tomorrow for FFS. Any questions, hit me up on Twitter. I also do the pod. And uh, that's about it. Keep you posted. This new one, keep it posted. There's a new a new line you're bringing in. I just, I just, I just, <laughs> I just do it off the cuff every week. I should have something prepared by now. But... Yeah, right there, a wee line getting in. <laughs> Gunnar's not here, but you find him at a fantasy football weekly. All right. Week. Yeah, I got it right. Everything. He's a bit of a hiatus, but we're back hopefully next week for the running, the end of the season for us. Hopefully, his own pod back up running. Next week, I'll say again, is the kickoff of the half hour fantasy podcast cup. So if you really want to make a good effort at it, Take your hits this week. Don't do it next week. You're just giving yourself somebody else a chance. I'm assuming after this game week, Tom, me and yourself, gonna will be reposting the fixtures and pushing it a bit more so people can see that what they're actually for the game week starting. You can follow me at Fantasy Half on Twitter, uh, iTunes, whether you get your podcast, leave a review. And Tom, I've got something to run by, we'll run by, run by off, off pod, basically. basically. But it's a bit kind of tangible here for the listeners. There's a podcast in between also because of the big double game week. But I've got a few ideas about podcasts for now at the end of this season, currently next season, to do with fantasy football. And it's going to be kind of more community interactive. It's a couple things. So I'm going to, that's just a wee, that's a wee teaser for you. I'll, I'll talk to you off pod and we'll do it with community. And it just gives us a bit, a bit of chat about the game so far and the next season. I don't want to say too much. In case he gets stole. But <laughs> you know what I mean? We'll, we'll talk about Just give us some weekly podcast content again there. And it is fantasy Scotland related. So it's not like I'm, we're just talking rubbish for the sake of it. But I won't right. talk about it. And it may be a five or six episode kind of series. Takes up to the European. We're we'll we'll definitely do a fantasy European thing at the Euros. We're going to do one of them oh, linked yeah. to the podcast. And that'll take us back into next season again. And also, like we said, Heskibos, Norwegian fantasy football, we're going to probably play that, at least for a bit of, a wee, bit of a wee bit of interest, see how we go on with that. Just keep us going between. Not guaranteed we don't see this, not doing a podcast on it, that's, that's his domain, but we'll all be maybe keeping a contact on that. And what else? You made your chat, man? Transfers yet? No, not yet, no. Deadlines in half an hour. Is it? And then next week is a double game week, but just, it's just, but if you don't play fantasy chat, man, you won't. This is going over your head, but uh, Bolton and Arsenal double game week next week. Just see a wee heads up with that one as well. Right, well, I'll, I'll do it as I do every week. I may, as well, I may as well explain this quickly. There's a, a pod, there's a, a fantasy game by the guys. It's not Wolf. Is it? Is it mostly Wolf Pack? Wolf Pod guys? Or was it just other guys online? Just the just the whole general community. Um, they do it and Irons present it and they're right. part of the Wolf Pod but there's also FFS FF Luke yep. um, he does the preview on the weekend 
Um, James Elephant in our Titans League, he's involved yeah. with it as well. So there's a, there's a few people coming together in the community to kind of create. Basically, what happened after the first lockdown, there was no football, and to keep the people going together, they, they created the list. It's a lot of work in this. It's like they took the chat manager game 2001, 2002, I believe, mm-hmm. and made a game out of it, and it is tremendous. They use the stats, the seven the weeks. They've got a YouTube up of the week, and they do the game. Listen, you can still get, if you want to play, you get involved, because all you're doing is learning for next season. I mean, we had Tom and Gunnar were a couple weeks later, you joined two weeks in it, didn't you? I was about four, four weeks they, in, yeah. They do a live podcast with the scores up, so it's a 90 minute, not live podcast, a live YouTube screen, it's a 90 minutes. It's like a so, soccer Saturday. Yeah, it comes in as live time, and you can get, watch your highlights. You've got all your your players for the, uh, the time, like, Muzzy is it? I don't know why I keep mine first, the first player coming is Muzzy is it? Rude Van Nisselroy, you've got Terry, Gerard, all breaking through at 19, 20 years old, so it's, it's pretty fun, interesting, and it doesn't go where you think it's going to go, when you think, I'll oh, just buy the players I know the names of, because... MD's played these games in the past, you know, that's, how, that's not how it works. These players are going to develop. There's a, obviously teams like Charlton and Millwall who've got a back four, back five, and if they hit a clean sheet one week, they're outscoring Arsenal and other stuff like that. But it's worth your wealth interested, and it's like every Thursday night, so it's normally not when football's on. And the way it's going to be, it will continue through the postseason. So it'll continue to start next season because it's only week like 15. So that'll yeah. all the way through. So it's inter- if you're interested in that, Follow it. Chapman FPL is on Twitter. If you Google it, it'll come up and Google it on YouTube, will find it as well. But apart from that, we are gone. We are, we're done. We're gone. We're done, Tom. That's right. We'll back on Tuesday next week, I think, because there is no there midweek. No and that's when we'll discuss our maybe selective pod for the week. Yep. But again, I'm, I'm teasing again. Say goodbye, Tom. Goodbye. That's goodbye from Peter. See you again next week. Bye-bye, guys. Thanks for listening. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 